having that anxiety all all the time one is ex- it's just exhausting but two that is how the interaction with the police is for black people it's not because all police officers are bad the problem is we don't know which ones are and which ones aren't and so you have that anxiety that that lump in your throat your heart's beating that fight or flight reaction is happening until the end of the interaction because you don't know if it's going to go south or not. What up, what up, what up, what up? This is Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, joined with my co-host, Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Hey, the only thing that I got is uh, Lucifer got renewed for another season on Netflix. Shout out to uh, them for that. And I don't know if y'all have seen, but uh, Cobra Kai, which is uh, an awesome show in itself, is moving to Netflix from YouTube because YouTube kind of sucks with their plans. So um glad that YouTube got out of the scripted show space because uh they they just weren't putting it up any good numbers for it so uh netflix pulled it up they're gonna actually launch season three towards the end of this year and season one and season two are gonna be on there too so so whenever that comes out we'll let you guys know but i'm I'm pretty excited about that uh for them to continue on because netflix just has better writers so I wasn't going to talk about Netflix, but I was told there's a, um, a documentary on there called American Gospel, and it deals with, uh, you know, those pastors that claim they could heal you. Remember the cat that used to hit you with his coat and you oh, fall man. back? Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Benny Hinn or whatever. Uh-huh. So I haven't watched it yet, so I can't vouch for it. But when the guy described it to me, I was like, oh, yeah. I definitely want some of that, but um, I it's wanted to past, ask. It's a, a was it with the female pastor that says her uh, she can heal the sick by having sex with her. Is she gonna be on there? <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't know, but we're gonna have to see. <laughs> I, did I make that up? I feel like I saw that somewhere. I, I, I saw it. I, I think it was somewhere. Yeah, after, yeah, right? Okay, yeah. I just want to make like I it's made like, that up. Like y'all laughing at me, like they came out of nowhere. Because I didn't, I couldn't think about it at first, but yeah, you, you're okay. right. You know, we'll see. But, um, Maybe you have to watch the series. I, Keep me posted. I got a quick question for y'all because both of y'all are Marvel fans. How y'all feel about Beyonce entering the the MCU? Bro, I, bro, I I don't think everybody kind of you know assumed she was gonna play Storm. One, I don't think they're bringing Storm in this early, so I don't think she's gonna play Storm. I think she's gonna have a bit piece there's no way that marvel is going to cast her in a serious like role because she can't act at all she's horrible so to answer your question i i I hope that she isn't like a large role or she doesn't get a a large role so i'm just waiting to see though i mean i i trust marvel to cast better than that aren't these the same People that own the rights to Lion King. Well, they're both Disney products, but the MCU is different. I'm just saying, Disney. you know, the, uh, you know, like you take Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige runs MCU, and then Disney is its own. Well, I hope yeah. so because Marvel, Marvel Studios does their own thing. Well, I hope so because they made the mistake of putting Beyonce as Nala, the Lion King. So. <laughs> 
wouldn't be too far fetched to assume that she could play a big role in MCU. I'm all about Amer, and I have to say it now: American black actresses getting huge roles because you're starting to see a lot of uh, foreigners get cast in mm-hmm. roles like that. So. I'm happy if she gets an opportunity. I hope she works with a serious acting coach, but don't do Storm. Like, just you can't do Storm. I don't know who she can play, but I just feel like she wouldn't do Storm any justice. And hell, hell Holly Berry didn't do Storm any justice. And Not so, in that if, first X Men. No, so if she struggled with the role and she's an excellent actress, I fear what Beyonce would do to that role. And if Beyonce is the first call it mutant to appear in the MCU, they have to do it right. They have to put the right person at storm to bring that in because that can mess so many different things up. I don't know where or how she would play it. I I would assume it's going to be linked to black Panther somehow, but who knows? Uh, good luck, Beyonce. Just don't, 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 don't. No. I had, no. I had some, I had some pushback ready for you guys, but Razio nuked me when he said she couldn't act because I, I was gonna break up how comic. I know it's a different universe, but comic book fans had a problem with Heath Ledger playing the Joker, and then he played the Joker, and they had the STFU. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of DCU fans had a problem with Ben Affleck playing that. And that movie wasn't that great, but Ben Affleck wasn't the problem. Right, like, right. He was, a, he was an awesome Batman. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes I think comic book fans get ahead of themselves and they wind up doing better. But you know, uh, my pushback to your pushback. Yeah, yeah. My pushback to your pushback. Okay, you just named two actors. <laughs> right, right. That's why he, he knew. They, they, so they, are, they are trained <laughs> actors. We talking about Beyonce knows. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Like, if, if, if you want her to sing, if you want her to dance, she yeah. in there. Uh, maybe a, a black jubilee or somebody, or what was the the? They had another female pop star, Dazzler or something like that. Dazzler, Dazzler. Yeah. Let us be Dazzler. Beehive. Let's have a black Dazzler. And it's not buff. That's Fergie Rosie Beehive. Okay. I'm just saying I don't I want to see her succeed. Just don't put her in such a important, iconic role. Yeah, I, I that's that's my thing. I want somebody that can really act because because Storm has so much range if they really stay true to the comic. And you need to be able to bring all that out, like the history of it be able to to her just her accent being able to bring her accent out like can you imagine beyonce trying to do an african egyptian accent let's think about that well they oh yeah, they, gave, they gave up on that accent after the first x-men they just told Halle Berry, don't don't worry about it just <laughs> just talk how you normally talk <laughs> that is hilarious i don't even think about the accent. yeah like, like, like watch the first x-men <laughs> she got the <laughs> houston nigeria but that's all I got. But there, oh, you know what they could that, spin it. And talk, talking about the original um, storm, unpopular, unpopular opinion. But I don't think Halle Berry is that great of an actress or actor. 
Um, well, I stopped defending her at the Monsters Ball. So you can exactly, I, I, that, that's my prime example. Monsters Ball. It's like make me feel good. Come on now, like <laughs> it's it's bad. So she 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 is good if she doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue, doesn't need a whole lot of range. Um, Isn't that the <laughs> definition of acting? <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all going in on the on on Hollywood action. <laughs> I'm just saying, isn't that the definition of act? Like, if she doesn't have to talk a lot or have to do a lot of things that have different emotions, <laughs> we're good. Like, that is the definition of acting. I, 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 you typecast her, she's great. Mm, that's I what it know. is. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Na- name I never a thought. Movie, I never, name name I never, a movie where you're like Halle Berry bodied that role. See, I could say losing Isaiah, but I haven't yeah. seen that in like 25 years. That's what I, I was about to say. <laughs> if your if your claim to fame is losing, I perhaps fame. Don't you no. don't don't Boom. do that. Don't boomerang. Yeah, but she's not even like the star. She's like, <laughs> love should have brought your ass home last night. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's great. You know what saying? It's it's a great line, but yeah. if you look at the totality of that movie, no, she's and, good in that and movie. her roles, she's good in that movie now. Don't don't. She's good in that movie. Rosie, come on, man. She's good in that movie. She she's good for the time. She's good for the time period. Wow, wow. He's okay. so tough. So angry, angry Rosie last week, judgy Rosie this week. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Is it on me? Yeah, it's on you. <laughs> well, um, belated Happy Father's Day, fellas. Um, how was your Father's Day, by the way? Mine was awful. Uh, so I found out I had to work Sunday on Friday. And I was pissed. I had to work 12 hours and I was upset the entire time. But listen, Tabitha did some real OG shit, man. She she knew how upset I was. She woke up because I had to be to work at 7. She woke up at like 530 in the morning and fixed me some coffee, which is a very small gesture. But I appreciate it because anybody that knows Tabitha knows she don't do waking up early, bro, for, for <laughs> nothing to nobody. But um. And once I got home, her and Jasmine, they made it better. They gave me the gifts. She had the food ready that I wanted. So that made it all better. But for those 12 hours, I was at work. I was agitated. Not going to lie. Did she enjoy the um, birthday commercial? Anniversary. <laughs> anniversary. Yeah. 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 Because her birthday is in August. That's what. We're, yeah. We're going to Vegas for her birthday. Yeah. So, yeah. Anniversary. Oh, she has not listened to the episode yet. So I'm going to put on blast for that. She was like, I have listened. She was like, she was thinking about the previous episode. So she hadn't even listened to the current. She's like, what's the day? So she lost track of days and stuff, but hopefully she'll like it. Okay. Know? So you oh. just want to, you want to replace Rosie with putting your foot in your mouth, huh? I just I wanted to answer honestly, man. Hey, Ferg, I think you gonna, I don't know. I think you're gonna touch on this too, man. Did any of y'all do any battle with the whole Happy Father's Day to the single mothers? That was going to be my my yeah. my backup. So, Rise, how was your Father's Day? I'm gonna go back into that. Oh, it was it was good, man. We um, you know, I went down to Mobile because my mom's birthday was Saturday, and mm-hmm. then Father's Day was Sunday. So went spent the weekend. Um, I just want to fuss at Gina. Cause Gina was one of those folks that went to the beach. And, um, so the week before father's day, she goes to the beach and I come in town 
And she's like, oh, we're going to get up. I'm like, whoa, whoa, you've been to the beach. You've been around all these other people. So like she was mad because I wouldn't hug her. I gave her like the elbow bump and shit oh, and everything. Man. So yeah, she was mad about that. But <laughs> you know, that's the best I could do, man. I, I, I couldn't risk it. But um, other than that, man, it was really good. We spent some time, you know, my dad, me and then my, you know, my son. So three generations of men kind of hanging out. That was pretty cool. And and then we rode back. So since I had to go back to work Monday, we drove back on Sunday. But even that, man, we slow rolled it. It took us like five and a half, almost six hours to get from Mobile to Birmingham. But we stopped at rest areas and played Pokemon Go and everything like the kids just really enjoyed the trip instead of us trying to like rush back. uh, We just slow rolled it. And that was pretty cool. I'm not there yet, bro. Like I'm I'm like, all right. This is a four hour drive. Let's see if we can do it three hours and 45 minutes. Like stop and rest stop. I think the last time I stopped at a rest stop was 19. You know what? I actually stopped at rest stops a few times on road trips when I was a Neo. Outside of that, ain't no stopping at rest stops, bro. Like that that's big. You have the patience. You got to say I have the patience of Buddha. Rising, that's, that's patience right there. I can't do it. Yeah. But my no, father's day was... Jen used to get at me because she was like you. She was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I always slow roll like that, man. I mean, take take the time, bro, because it, that that rushing to get where you're going and instead of just enjoying the drive is a little different. I mean, we'll we'll do random like side of the road, like attractions and stuff like that. If we see something we want to go see, we we stop and we go see it. Y'all can't see or hear what I'm doing, but that's a slow blink right there. <laughs> Like, I got annoyed listening to that. <laughs> I just thought about the time that was going to take. Like, biggest gator farm in uh, Louisiana. Like, oh, man, I don't care. You know, I'm one of those. I've gotten better. Like, I wanted to be able to go to the restroom, gas up, and eat all at the same place. That's what Single Ferg did. Now that I'm married with kids, we might have to stop. We'll stop more than once. You know, we'll get some gas and then stop someplace for them to eat. Now, we're, it's usually fast food. I don't we never sit down to eat on the road, but it's fast food and they can go to restroom or whatever the place may, case may be. But uh, that's my compromise. So maybe one day, bro. One day. Yeah, man. We were well, at one point we were driving uh, after the Disney cruise. We were driving from Orlando back to Birmingham. We got in somewhere Atlanta somewhere and um they had a Lego uh land and we just randomly stopped and went to Lego land for two hours. Mm. Yeah that I should have been home by then. So you 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 interrupted my time. But um <laughs> I'm trying to get there though. That's that's one of my things. I'm trying to be more patient and realize that it's not all about my expectations. So hopefully I get there one day. Our counselor is working with me. He ain't done with me yet. But Father's Day was cool for me. I'm not one of those guys that really celebrates and Z knows me. I'm I'm very it's hard for me to accept gifts and praise and stuff like that. So it's just little things with her just showing me that she cared and Sky making me a little card and just uh being around and kind of catering to me that day. And of course I cooked. That's what I like to do. But she also set up a kind of a a day with some of our uh another couple of hours that we hang with and we just hung out, you know, father's day, our kids are about to, our girls play together. They're about the same age and our sons are three months apart. The wives get along. And so all that, so we just kind of spent the day, the, the latter part of the day with them. And, Oh, we crushed that bottle of guidance. 
So they came over to our house Friday for Juneteenth and we crushed the the uncle nearest. And then Sunday we crushed the bottle of guidance. So my bar is looking kind of skimpy right now when it comes to brown liquor. But uh, it was good. Um, so, but what I was going to say is I'm so proud or maybe I missed it. I wasn't on social media enough. I did not see any, uh, single mother's appreciation post or anything like that. I don't know. I don't think I saw any last year either. So I think this might be the second year in a row that that's kind of, it's kind of waning. Like I'm, I'm proud of our people for kind of staying away from that. Or maybe it's the circle I run in. And I'm not seeing it as much, but thank you, ladies, for just, you know, biting a bullet and giving them in just one day, not making it a thing, uh, us versus you thing. So I appreciate that. Anything else, fellas? Uh, agree. I just want to echo what you said. I didn't see that either. I think I saw maybe one comment. It wasn't the post, but somebody tried to comment with that. And the person that posted it shut it down. So it was cool not to see it because I, I had gave up on that fight because I remember I made a post about that and a couple of women came after me. I was like, you know, I'm going to just let it go. But so it's cool I, to see that it had, it's not out there. I digress. I do, do remember seeing one post and I think it might have been Monday. And I think it was somebody, a, a woman kind of going at somebody else because yes. it was yeah. the post about what it being discriminatory to same-sex fathers, they being discriminatory to same-sex couples or uh, trans mothers, fathers. I get confused in that situation. But it was something along that line. They were like, really? <laughs> are, we, are we going that? Are we going that? Are we reaching that much? Like, is that where we want to go with this? Like, it went from single mothers who have to be, you know, step up and be fathers. Now it's is not fair to same sex couples and all that stuff. And I did see one quote bases like uh, I don't know if that was on the same things. Like, do no, that's a whole other comment. Never mind. I, I I was a comedian looking at it, so I'll leave that alone. But anything, Rizy? Did you see anything negative? No, I, I was gonna mention about that uh, same sex thing uh, there. Okay. That was just that was that was a weird one. For Caught me, me off guard, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Really? Because that, that's my thing. It's like be gay, love who you love, but uh, if you're a woman, you're not a father. Sorry, you know. So and 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 no, the kid just doesn't have a father. If it's two women and and they've adopted, you know, a kid or whatever, the kid has two moms. Oh well, it's two moms, and so yeah. on Mother's Day, you guys can share that day for that kid, and maybe they'll get you both something. But it's not a father and a mother. Uh, that, that's where I kind of draw the line. I mean, if we want to be, you know, really true to it all. Yeah, I think that's where I draw the line. You know, not a thing, but that's where I draw the line because I guess each person wants their own day. And it's like, well, we did this person this day. Now it's my turn. Oh, we really don't get any credit. And it's like, come on, people. Like, come on. So, well, with that being said, fellas, it's time to pay some bills. So let's do it. All right. We have a special guest, none other than (laughs) Sophia Mancarella. Please, Sophie, give us a good joke and redeem the Mancarella name. What do it's you on cook? you, Sophie. 
Um, what do you call a winner that really likes hot dogs? I don't know. A wiener. <laughs> oh, she she's so pleased with herself. <laughs> I, I say a, a wiener that likes hot dogs. Like okay, that was my joke. That was your joke. Appreciate it. So <laughs> still better than you, Rosie. <laughs> I told you it's the cuteness, man. <laughs> I see how kids age out of like Disney and stuff like that after a while like the stuff they be doing like you, you too old for that bro you go get a real job oh you talking about Rudy, the Rudy factor yeah yeah you know so or, they gotta replace no, no, what was the chick on Family Matters that like went upstairs and then never came back down Judy <laughs> uh, so you gotta remember Rudy was the cuteness of the Cosby show. And then she got to that awkward age. And that's when uh, they had to bring in Raven Simone as Olivia. Mm-hmm. And they put, they, they, they went extra hard with her. Like they forced her to be cute. Like Rudy was kind of just cute by just natural cuteness. Like all of a sudden this girl starts telling jokes and dancing and singing and all this stuff. I'm like, Lord, they are, they are trying to make up for this, this lack of cuteness they've had in the last few <laughs> years. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. Sophie has a long way to go before that, and I love her anyway. So, all right, fellas, y'all ready to do this? Let's go. All righty. So I'm going to bring us up on my question. So not to beat a dead horse, but, you know, I'm still angry and upset. So this week I've had several conversations and I just keep getting tired of people trying to change the narrative where they talk about black on black crime. You guys don't get upset and all this other stuff. So I had a debate with somebody and it actually was sparked by two videos that I'll mention later, but not sparked, but it, the two videos made me want to ask this question. So fellas with everything going on and people trying to change the narrative, my questions are, is are you all as black males more fearful of a one-on-one encounter with a, a random gang member two, a white supremacist or three police officer? Who would you choose and why? I'll go with the police officer. Yeah. Explain. You, you said a, a random gang member. So a random gang mem- member for the most part Really ain't all that dangerous if they by themselves. They they usually they usually do things in packs. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and and, far, and and a lot of times, unless you're trying, they suspect you're trying to take their um their territory. Yeah, or, their, or whatever. Or like you got on the wrong color. A lot of times they're gonna approach you, ask, and then it, as long as you be like, "Nah, bro, I ain't I ain't, I ain't down with that." Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just I'm just here. A lot of times they don't, they don't mess with you. Like it's mm-hmm. not like that. Like the, the, this idea of the movie theater, like oh, all gang members go after everybody that walk around. It, it it's not like that. Like you know, we we've grown up. Around this ain't, stuff like this that. ain't Death Wish with Charles Bronson. Like, <laughs> you know, like, right? it's, it's not like that. Uh, I and I and I didn't choose the white supremacists because, for the most part, and again, we're talking about for the most part, they're kind of all talk. Like, there's literally a Facebook group uh, called. A, I, I know it has like a Confederate flag. Yeah, I've and, seen that. You know what I mean? 
And like the whole thread, it's like hundreds of comments. And all it is is them trying to get themselves together. Okay, where are we going to meet? Yeah, it's time to meet. I'm sick of this. These black people are trying to take over. Yeah, it's time to rise. I'm down. I'll meet you guys there as soon as you pick a place. Like, a hundred comments later, and they still didn't even have a time, place, where, what, why, nothing like that. So for the most part, they're all talk. But a police officer, I've said this on many times, what's scary about a police officer not all, and you always have to put that disclaimer out there, but a lot of them are afraid of being wrong. Like a lot of them are just afraid of admitting, hey, you know what? You're right. You 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 know, that that isn't against the law, whatever the case may be. They're wrong. When they're wrong, they double down. And then all of a sudden they're trying to arrest you. Then it's like, what are you arresting me for? It's an arrest. Okay. In order for me to resist arrest, I have to be placed under arrest. What was I under arrest for in the first place? And like they can't even come up with an answer. And then we've seen it so many times. It can lead to a very deadly situation. Or we don't even have to go that far. Like it's not convenient to have your freedom taken away. Like a lot of people can't afford to miss a day at work and explain, yeah, I got locked up. Because your supervisor going to be like, you got locked up. You know, everybody always thinks police officers are, are right. Okay, so you must have did something wrong. You got to go. So we always focus on the murders and, and things like that or the brutality. But it's a lot of cases where people get locked up. And, and there's an article on this where, like, it really affects poor people the most when they have to pay these court calls and miss work and things like that. That one encounter can mess up your life for years to come or forever, depending on your situation. So... You know, out of the three, man, and, and Ferg, I, I blame you for this because people going to swear. Well, I, I kind of took up for police officers. What was the last episode? I kind of took up for them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. No, you were Blue yeah. Lives Matter last episode. Oh, well, the episode before that then. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, of, of those three choices, that's the one I, I, I fear the most. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. And it's, I fear the police because of the, what you said, it's I don't know when it's going to go south and I can't control it. Like, with a gang member, I feel but, like I can defend... But Rosie, just, 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 just follow the rules. Just yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't work that way. It, it doesn't. Like, I can comply and still get choked. I can comply and still get shot. So, because the thing is, if somebody is wrestling you to the ground you're trying to protect yourself. You don't want to hit the ground really hard. You're going to try to put your hands out. So if you have my hands behind my back and you're slamming me to the ground, I'm going to resist so that I can put my hands down to try to protect myself from a fall. But anyway, going from, away from that, when you talk about a gang member or even a white supremacist, I can defend myself and I can still be in the right. I I, I have the right if they approach me and I fear for my life, I can whoop their ass and I can get away with it. Like you can't do that with police. You can't say, I fear for my life. I am scared. I am trying to get away from you. You can't run. You can't swing on them so that you can get them away from you so that you can run and get out of the situation. There is none of that. So that's the fearfulness of it all. And I had to explain to one of my friends, he, he is avid Trump supporter, Blue Lives Matter. He's a cop. So, you know, he's on, he's way on the right. And 
he was like, if you question the cops and this, that, and the other, and I was explaining to him the anxiety and how anxiety works. The thing about it is any military folks, you went, even if you don't have PTSD, if you went overseas and you spent a year driving on the roads or, or being in situations or hearing helicopters or hearing a rocket, all of that, when you come back home, that anxiety is there where you're driving down the road and you see a bag on the side of the road that just doesn't look right. I, I call myself swerving. Like you literally swerve to the other side of the road. Don't matter if oncoming traffic's coming, anything. You swerve to the other side of the road because you, you, you've just been trained that way. So that anxiety is in you and that hyper vigilance is in you. So having that anxiety all, all the time, one is, ex- is just exhausting, but two, that is how the interaction with the police is for black people. It's not because all police officers are bad. The problem is we don't know which ones are and which ones aren't. And so you have that anxiety, that, that lump in your throat, your heart's beating, that fight or flight reaction is happening until the end of the interaction because you don't know if it's going to go south or not. So that's where like you're asking why, we're more anxious or, or why we would rather have, I would rather walk up to a random gang member or a white supremacist than have an interaction with a police officer. And that's why, because I don't know where it's going to go and I can't defend myself if it does go bad. You guys made my job so easy. Uh, I was like, I would have been shocked if there would have been any other answer, but I figure you guys would say that the craziest part to me is the fact that the three choices we have a gang member who is a criminal like this is what they're doing. they're they're fear they're known criminals we have a white supremacist who in a lot of groups are seen as terrorists or what hate groups and then we have a police officer who is sworn to protect and serve and without a shadow of a doubt all three of us instantly went to police officer that's crazy. Like to put those three in the same, to put those three in the same bucket, it should be comparing apples to oranges and somehow the orange still stuck out. Like that's, that's what's crazy to me. But my answer of course is police officers. And there's a few things like I'm more likely to encounter a police officer in a bad situation than any other person. Gang members, gang members walk up and down. I grew up around gang members. There's no instant problematic situation with them. There's no instant conflict. They could be your your family members. They could be friends. of Like, there's no instant conflict. Like you said, if we, if there's no real reason for us to be for a sign of disrespect. Most of the time, they're going to go about their business. Same with white supremacists or races or whoever. Like, I'm pretty sure we pass one every day. You're going to pass somebody in a grocery store with a Confederate shirt, Confederate flag shirt or whatever the case may be. We don't know their affiliation, but they don't bother us. There's no instant conflict. And even if we did, you said it best, Rizzy, like you can defend yourself against the other two. The problem with police is there's usually no positive reason for us to interact. There's a reason that we feel the need to film them when there's an interaction. There's a reason, like you said, our guard is instantly up. Every police officer is not bad, 
But as soon as we interact with them, we're going through all the things that could happen. And what's crazy is with out of the three, there's the greatest number of negative outcomes when it comes to interacting with these guys, if things go wrong, you know, just like Byron said, it's a perception of criminality. Like I was watching somebody and they were saying they got pulled over by the police in their neighborhood and they saw neighbors and people passing by. And the fact that when you're interacting with the police, people automatically assume that you did something wrong. There's detainment, arrest, jail. There's financial obligations that come with any of these situations, injury, and then death. Like, these are things that happen with interactions with the police. These are po- these are potential outcomes. I meet a white supremacist. We can get into it. Verbal altercation. I can defend myself. You said you can win. I can even lose and still go about my day. Like I can get a fight with a white supremacist and lose and still it's still OK. Like you, you can't afford to win or lose with interactions with police officers. So that's the scary thing to me. And one of the the scariest things to me is the fact that they pretty much have a license to kill. Like we've seen so many cases where these guys go out and kill people on video and stuff like that. And it's justified. So what made me really ask this question, I saw two videos today. I'm gonna try to hit them up real quick. One video, there was this gentleman, older gentleman, I think he was in Valdosta, got stopped by a police officer um, who was interacting with one police officer. He was kind of saying, hey, you look look suspicious. He kind of looked look weird. It's like, why are you walk, walking in this area? He's like, I've been at Walgreens waiting on money for my sister. If you don't believe me, call her. He's like, who's your yeah. sister? Yeah. And basically, he's like, she's a person that sent me money. During this conversation, another police officer walks up out of the blue. No interaction, no conversation. Walks up, grabs a guy, belly to back, suplexes the guy. And I think from what I saw... And the way he was screaming broke the dude's wrist. This is the yeah. older black gentleman, probably yeah. in his 50s, 60s. And he's screaming in pain and stuff like that. The crazy thing is the other officer that he initially had the conversation with seemed so bewildered and caught off guard with the situation. Like, what the hell just happened? And the other officer thought he was justified. He's like, well, isn't this a guy that had the warrant? He's like, no, the guy that had the warrant was down the street. We're good. And he kept trying to justify and understand where he went wrong. And I don't I don't think I heard him apologize or anything. But basically, you're like, are you sure you have his license? And like he kept trying to make himself right. Like you said, Byron doubled down on the situation. You know, they call the ambulance and all this stuff. Guy ended up suing them for seven hundred thousand dollars. I hope he gets his money. But it was weird to see this guy just walk up and just assume that he was right. Uh, the other officer was caught off guard and he seemed like he was really empathetic and caught off guard with the situation. So in that situation, I don't think there was anything he could have done dis- differently. The second video, I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, there was a guy who had an interaction with police officers in his in his in his apartment complex. They were trying to enter because a potential domestic disturbance call. And he's like, nobody made the call. Don't know what you guys are talking about. If you want to enter my house, come back with a warrant. And they they put their foot in the door, wouldn't let them close the door. They forced him to talk to him. This goes on about 15 minutes. And he's like, hey, you can leave somebody at the door. 
um, at the front door. I'm not going anywhere, but you need a warrant to get in my house. I feel threatened because there was four or five police officers from what I could see. I feel threatened. It's just me and my son here. You're making him upset. So they finally talked the guy into letting them see his son. When his son came out, he seemed, I guess he seemed frantic. And so when the police saw the, the frantic youth, they barged in the house, pretty much pushed the guy. They started tussling. And from what I gathered, he was trying to protect his son and telling him to go in the room and pushing him off. And all you hear is, like, stop hurting your son. Stop trying to hurt your son. Stop trying to hurt your son. And I guess they had the, the camera on and eventually went out. But all you hear the guy was saying, go in the room, go in the room. Are you going to do this in front of my son? I can't believe you're doing this in front of my son. They kept trying to justify that. And the reason I mentioned those two videos is I've come up with two theories of my own. The first one was we just don't trust the police because we have too many examples of just mistreatment by the police. In video one and two, the officers assumed they knew what was going on. And so that was like what you were saying, Brian, Byron, they doubled down. So I call that blue supremacy. The belief that police assumptions and actions are superior, therefore right, and supersedes the rights of non-police officers. That's what happens. They double down. They just assume they're right. In the second video, it was more so the comments. People were justifying the police actions due to his quote unquote unjustified overreaction. If he if nothing was going on, he had nothing to hide. And then other people said it was a potential domestic disturbance. So he should have just complied and allowed them in. Second term, blue privilege. The societal privilege and system that benefits police officers over non-police officers that hinges on the assumption, once again, that police officers' judgments and actions are justified due to higher authority and standards and status. I feel like we give them the benefit of the doubt so much. There's no, we can't, like I said, you can't win or lose. You should have complied. You should have let them in. It doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. Just do it. And so those are my things that just really perturbs me. It's like blue lies might be a thing because there's blue supremacy and blue privilege that we all fall prey to. So that's my soapbox. Those are my two cents. I don't know if that struck anything with you guys, but it really had me upset. So that that works as long as there's white skin in that blue uniform. But a couple of things I want to touch on. First, the vi- the first video Ferg mentioned is on our uh, Instagram page at Three Brothers No Sense. So please check that out. Posted the video, and it's exactly how he described. And I kind of want to slightly disagree with you because you said the officer that was speaking to him, it wasn't much he could do. Like, if anything, and, and him being him showing empathy is like a big deal to us because we rarely even see that from True. officers. But but he could have been like, yo, yo, what you doing? No, whoa, whoa, what's going on? We're talking. He didn't do any of that. But you're right. You could tell he was like, what the hell is he doing right now? But exactly how Ferg described it. So please go check that video out. The second thing, I teased Orazio in his answer and said, you know, hey, just do what the police officers say. And anytime someone comes at me with that, I just give them a real life example of Charles Kinsey in Miami, Florida, who was helping an autistic kid. Okay. Police officer, he was sitting down. Police officer said, get your hands up. He had his hands up. 
he still got shot. Okay? So it's not about, and I got I got another example for it. I can't even think of the brother's name, but it's in South Carolina. He gets out of his pickup truck. The officer says, let me see your ID. He said, okay. He reaches for his ID. He got shot. So don't tell us to just follow directions because even when we follow directions, we are just getting blasted. Let me calm down a little bit. So those are the two things I wanted to say. And then, you know, the whole George Floyd thing, because you mentioned how you you saw some of the comments. After George Floyd, I've given up on a certain segment of people not having empathy for a black person being killed by police. Because you had two officers holding George Floyd's legs now. He was handcuffed. He was on his stomach. And you had Derek Chauvin on his neck. And, there, and, and you got people talking about what he was resisting. I've yet to see video of him resisting, but I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, maybe there was a, a five-second segment in the video I saw that got uh, blocked out that I didn't see where he started resisting. I never saw George Floyd resisting, but let's say he did. Remember, he was on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. The resistance was over. Yeah, he passed out at, at yeah. one point. Like at the point that he passed out, there could not have been any more resistance. Yeah. So you can't tell me he was resisting for another five minutes after you know he passed out. And, and so I'll just say this: I've given up on that certain segment of people ever, ever giving anything to a, a, a black person being killed by police because those are the same people that celebrated that the FBI said that it wasn't a hate crime against uh, Bubba Wallace and NASCAR. It still was a noose found there, folks. Yeah, it was. It was. It had been there since October, but the fact of the matter was it still was a noose. And NASCAR has given comfort to racists, but we'll get in that subject another episode. But those are the people that celebrate that, but don't say anything about the NYPD lying about being poisoned by Shake Shack with bleach putting in their shakes. That turned out to be totally false. The LAPD talking about tampons being put in there. Um, I think one of their beverages or something. That was false. You're very quiet on those issues, but you're quick to point out Jesse Smollett and all the other stuff. So I've given up on those type of people. But that's all I got to say on that. Just remember, though, Charles Kinsey and the brother in South Carolina, they did exactly what the police said, and they still got shot. But so that's, that's the thing. They always assume that... They were right. So there was in that the second video, there was two things he said. They were kind of like, why are you And I paraphrase? Like, why are you so nervous? And he's just like, your badge makes me nervous. Like there's so much that can go wrong just because of your badge. Then one of the guys tried to relate to him. I think I don't know what nationality he was, but he was trying to relate to him on like I'm ethnic, too. And he's like, oh, no. That color of your uniform makes you all the same color to me. Like he was on some like, I just don't trust you. And you could be perfectly right in the situation. I just don't trust you. And but it, it goes back to people like they instantly were trying to figure out ways, things that he did wrong to defend why the police were right. And it's just a privilege. We, you know, it's like, let's see the rest of the video. Oh, there's a piece missing. Let's say that five seconds was missing. So it wasn't 846. The video's it really 851. We just didn't see the five seconds that he wasn't that he was resisting. Those five seconds for everybody else, for other people, would justify the other eight minutes and forty-six seconds. 
it, it's, it's just disheartening to me. And it's like, to me, these are real things. I mean, there's a privilege that comes with being a police officer that you get the benefit of the doubt. There is a certain um, supremacy where you feel like you can't be questioned. A lot of these things escalate because you can't be questioned. So often you see or hear, well, you fit the description description or we got a call in the area. I wish there was like, oh, that's cool. Can I hear the call? Oh, yeah. Six foot uh, two black male wearing uh, black was just uh, caught in this area. Well, sir, I'm five foot eight and a half and I have on light blue. I don't fit that description. Thank you for your time. Let's continue. Like, I just have to take your word that I fit the description. And when I challenge you on what, because I know I'm innocent, I become a problem. I have to step out of the vehicle. I have to do all these things. So I'm tired of it. My bad. I'm moving on. Continue. So all good, man. I'll, I'll pick it up. I'm going I'm to change it up. I'm, I'm actually consciously trying to stay away from police brutality and George Floyd and everything like that. Because I feel like we had a trilogy with the the looting episode and the two episodes after that, so I'm a I'm gonna take it to a different area, and maybe Razio will bring us back to a similar subject like yours. But Razi, this kind of is for you. Obviously, it's for Ferg too. But so we talked about council culture before on here, and Razi, you said that Kanye West was one of the people that you've canceled. So my question for you guys is because it's been rumored. Obviously, we can't prove this, but it's been rumored that Kanye West all along was just playing this role to get things done, like the uh, the prisoner that Kim Kardashian got freed and things like that, and that he never was a Make America Great Again guy, that he was just doing all that to fool Trump into doing what they wanted him to do. And somebody even posted some screenshot that he actually donated to Hillary Clinton in 2016. So my question for you is this, because even if that's not true, can someone that you've canceled redeem themselves or once they're canceled, is that it? It depends. It depends on what they got canceled for. Um, so. I mean, if that was the case, Biden would be canceled from the the 94 drug bill, right? Like Biden has said some pretty racist things back in the 70s and 80s. So but the thing about it is it, it was it was that time. It was that culture. Then he has evolved and he's shown from his voting record since then, and especially most recently that he has evolved. So, yes, they can come back from that. It's just going to take a lot. And so you stay on that cancel list until I'm feel comfortable that you have reformed. It's the same thing when we talk about prison, um, you know, and somebody going to prison and we want to reform them. Like what, what do we really want out of cancel culture? Do we want that person to actually go in self-reflect and say, you know what? I was totally wrong. And then they try to make strides to get better. And I see that, that, and I, and, and I will uncancel them when I feel like they have really internalized that. And it's not a publicity stunt. It's not spin. That's the problem is that it takes longer than a single media post or a single donation to Hillary Clinton or even paying, I think George Floyd's kids, he, I think he said he was going to pay for their college or something like that. So yes, th- those are cool things. I need to see that continue. And you know, we always talk about it takes 
five, ten times as much good things to kind of offset a bad thing or a bad, um, you know, interaction with somebody. It's the same thing. I mean, what he did and and not just wearing a MAGA hat. I mean, I, I could kind of see if that was kind of a, oh, I'm doing it as a publicity stunt. Same way with, who is it? Little John and and that whole Georgia crew doing Confederate flags for a while. And, you know, I'm not canceling them because they just didn't know any better then. I, I, you could probably go back to times that I think I had a Confederate belt buckle at one point until I understood what it was about. You know, until I understood this isn't about, you know, some Confederate pride or Southern pride and all this and that. Like, I, I had to go and actually do some research. I had a friend call me out on it and I'm like, oh, oh, it's it's more serious. I knew it, had, you know, the, we fought the Civil War over, you know, slavery, but we grew up in the Alabama system, right? We all took Alabama history together. It was not taught to us that way. And so unless we really got taught the true history, then we wouldn't know. And and so I I don't I'm not canceling Little John and and uh David Banner and all them for that. But when I see them doing things to really make a difference and make a change and I feel comfortable, then yeah, I'm good with it. I don't know if you guys have been following me and so Church of the Highlands, I, I think I talked about it a little bit, and their pastor, Church of Highlands is the largest church in Alabama. Uh, I think they have like 16 campuses. They're in a whole bunch of prisons, uh, over 60,000 members. It's huge. And so the Pastor Chris, who is over the entire church, was liking a whole bunch of like racist comments and stuff like that on Instagram. And you know, he, he got on that council list and I, I go to church of the Highlands or went to church of the Highlands, I will say. And so I've kind of canceled church of the Highlands at this point. And he brought, he came back and he was like, he, he, you know, the Sunday after it happened, he's like, like the last couple of weeks uh, or the Sunday after it broke. So it had been a couple of weeks before it really kind of started fizzling and then came up and he came back and he's like, I'm a different guy from the last two weeks and I've, I've, you know, listened to everybody and yada, yada, yada. I didn't know it was as bad. That for me is a sound bite. He's trying to cover his, but that doesn't do it. I'm not coming back to the church of the Highlands until I really see him and the church of the Highlands do things differently. And I feel comfortable that I can have my kids there and I can send them to vacation Bible school and you're not going to have a white supremacist come speak to them. Like until I feel that uh, comfortable enough that 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 can happen, I can't come back. I can't uncancel you. And so it's the same thing with any of these other folks that I cancel. It's like until I really feel comfortable and and feel like you are on our side again, then you're canceled. I know that was a long answer, but <laughs> nah, I appreciate it, bro. What you got for? I think it stems from. I don't think it's just a yes or no answer. I think it depends. But before I go there, Rizzy, I can't just let you slide like you didn't know about wearing a Confederate flag belt, dog. Like, give me what do well, you think? How old were you? How old were you? Uh, like 19, 18, 19, like right, for, right out of school. Oh, shoot. So you just saw it as like this kind of redneck Confederate pride type thing. Knew it was could be kind of racist. But really didn't see it as that. It was just kind of growing up in Alabama. It just that's what people do, wear Confederate flag stuff. And you thought it was kind of cool to be the black dude that wore the Confederate flag or help me understand. 
Kind of like, like I said, I mean, it's the same thing with Little John and all them was um like waving. It was kind of one of those things that you know you you just kind of you threw it on, no big deal, and it was kind of to start conversation about it, and so it it was more shocking off and and that type of thing. So okay, okay, it, it it wasn't necessarily oh yes, I support it. It was like boom, I got it on. Say something. All right, so you know. People gonna come at you, especially Ani. Just, just letting you know, she coming for you. I got his back. I got his back. That's my thing is when you know better, you do better. And so that that my thing is, you can come at me for things that I've done in the past, but the thing is, I don't regret anything that I've done in the past. It's like I did it. I learned about it. I learned more about it, and then I corrected my ways. So that that's that's all it is. I guess. But no, I understand what you're saying. I'm just playing devil's advocate. But I think it starts with me, Byron, is like my relationship with a person. Like Biden, I don't have a personal relationship with him. So my expectations are only so much. I still will always see somebody like Biden as a politician. Kanye, I'll never know Kanye Kanye personally. His level, uh, he's higher. He was higher on my list than Biden just because I felt like he was one of us. This was the same dude that went after George Bush and Taylor Swift. So he was kind of one of us. And so it hit a little harder. And I think it depends on what they were doing. Like Bridesy said, it was kind of part of the times. Kanye is more recent. And if the rumors are true and it was a, a play on Trump's arrogance and ignorance, then I get it. But if you're doing it to maximize or as a publicity stunt or to come up off of the sweat of a um, hard work of others. Like I got to cancel you. Like I can't, I can't redeem you. And even if I do redeem you, it's the question is it to what level like Biden didn't have far to fall and doesn't have far to gain because like, like right now, like is it the Biden or Trump? Will I ever hold him like, Oh, you know, He's my favorite president. He's a role model to my kids and stuff like that. Probably not. You know, Kanye, prior to this, Kanye was one of my favorite, you know, artists, whatever the case may be. Could he get redeemed if the rumors are true and he comes out with some more hot music? Quite possibly. But it's going to take a it's going to take a lot. And I have to be sure that he's he's really on our side. But then, you know, at the end of the day, to be honest, it would take a lot more for you two to redeem yourselves in my eyes because of our personal relationship and my expectations and the impact you guys have on my life. If you guys did some crazy stuff and for God, God forbid, I had to cancel you guys, you know, I'm not dropping my kids off at your house. I'm not like, you know, like right. You were talking about your pastor, which is closer to you personally that's a bigger deal. It's harder to redeem because of the impact you have. Biden didn't have to do much to redeem. Kanye didn't have to do too much to redeem. Your pastor, who has an impact on your kids' spirituality and their souls or whatever you want to go into, that's a big deal. You know, so I think it all depends on that relationship and how close they can impact your life and the people around you. So Biden, all right, you know, you're better than Trump, hopefully. Kanye, you still got a chance and God forbid any of you guys do anything to get on the list. I think that's my answer in a nutshell. So 
first off, um, Roger said Biden said some racist things in the 70s and 80s. He, he said racist things more recently than that, like in the 2000s when he, when he was Obama's running mate. He said racist things. He said some racist about Obama. So there's that. And I would love to see him atone for the to Anita Hill, like to her face, apologize for how he handled that whole hearing and pretty much just let her sit there and get bashed by all these white men. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that wasn't cool at all, man. But, um, so I, I didn't cancel Kanye, but I think the only person that I can say I've honestly canceled because to me, to cancel somebody, somebody that you rocked with, like you watched their movies, you listened to their music or whatever, and then they did something, you like stop. For me, it's R. Kelly. And, you know, I've, I've learned over the years to not judge people who don't cancel somebody I've canceled. Because at first, once I, ca- once I canceled R. Kelly, I feel like everybody should have been canceling R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? But it, it can't be like that because... Once you really start looking at these entertainers, a lot of them are so flawed, man. It's just really it's just really about what's important to you and what you can deal with. Because you think about James Brown, one of the greatest entertainers of all time, had one of the best interviews of all time, by the way, on CNN when he was drunk. But uh, I mean, he 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 pretty much was straddling his wife and like ground and pound beating the bleep out of her. Uh, I think it was Miles, Miles Davis. Wasn't he married to Cicely Tyson? Mm-hmm. He, he, he used to he used to beat her up. You know what I'm saying? So, but for me, you know, what R. Kelly did was just a bridge too far for me. And so I canceled him. But I'm not judging anybody who hasn't. Could he redeem himself? <sighs> ah, nah. I, I, for, for me, he can't redeem himself. Um, you know who could redeem themselves? Trump. He won't. He won't. But he could if he start if he like turned around and like really stop being racist and 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 just because you think about the power he has. He has the kind of power that the Tea Party had to where their followers are gonna follow, you know, what he says. Like if he really like he could really attack this police brutality stuff. He could really attack racism. He could really attack inequality and, and all of these bad ills that are in this country. Like I say, he won't, but the kind of power that he has, whether we like it or hate it, he has that power. He has these people. There's no way. Do, do, but do you, do you think if he did try to attack those, he would keep his power? That's the thing is yeah, that's he has that power. He that's has a that power point. Because, that's a point. Okay. because he won't attack him. He, he, he has that power point. because he's racist. So well, he stops being racist. He's going to lose that power because they'll be like, oh, they got to him. Not you know? after uh, if he wins the next election, he's in the clear. But I just even if he did it, I wouldn't think his intentions were pure. No, it'll be for re-election. He'll do it. Well, he's it, saying if he wins re-election, if he does, if we, because at this point there are some. He'll definitely get the bipartisan votes if he switched over, and That's then it. you have some Republicans who have, you know, they're not all bad people, you know. So he would have that. that should but my question: How can Trump redeem himself? <laughs> that should have been my question. I need reparations. I need an apology to the exonerated five, not the Central Park five. 
I need um I need I need like ten other things. You know what I'm saying? Like but yeah, he, he got a lot to do. <laughs> at that point, he doesn't need the MAGA hat wearers. Like you, I got your vote. Now let me show you what I'm gonna do. He he could do what we all wanted Obama to do. You know, we always like when Obama get reelected, he got nothing to lose. Balls to the wall. But once again, is it are his intentions just because he he his ego, which you said it would never happen. If it happened, I feel like it would all be ego. Unless he's pulling a Kanye West. It's like, I got to play this role into like, hey, Kanye, this is my real plan. It's like, trust me, people. Trump has a plan. I just don't see it happening. And I would I, just be cautious. I, of I, also, I also don't see it happening because Mitch McConnell. So people give the president way too much power in a lot of these things. The legislation has to come through the Congress. And going back to Obama, Obama couldn't do anything his second term because the Republicans <laughs> had the Senate. So, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that if he if he had had all three branches or, or the, the House, the Senate and the White House, he probably would have went balls to the wall. He had to do what he could. He had that for two years. He had it for two years. And then balls to the wall. Well, no, not your first term. Your first your first two years of your first term, you're not going balls to the wall like that. But he Let's got reelected, and he still ain't go balls to the wall. He 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 couldn't at that point. But he, he didn't have. He didn't have. He ain't even try. I'm <laughs> drinking it. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking it. I'm being combative. <laughs> Let's keep our anger towards Trump. <laughs> but no, like think about it is if 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 Trump played it right, Mitch could be on the right side of history. This could be the Republicans' chance to win the black vote if they did right. Mitch McConnell, because I mean, I don't think they're that. They're not. And the, that Demo- the Democrats are not going to let them do it either. Uh, uh, that goes back to that video uh, Byron posted about, about Tim Scott. The Democrats yeah. aren't going to let the Republicans put their name on it. And, and yeah. Trump, Trump is fascinating too because it wasn't that long ago. Black people, I'm not going to say they like Trump, but they didn't mind him. He was the guy of- that was at Mike Tyson fights. He was on an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He was hanging out with rappers. He was on, he was with G-Unit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, was, he was on Shade 45 with Tony Yayo and 50 Cent. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was cool. But Trump then, was part of black culture until yeah. he ran, until Obama. Trump was part of the, the black popular culture until Obama. That's it. Just it was just that his fatal mistake was the, how he went at Obama, saying that you know the the birth of the stuff and all that. That's when he yeah. revealed himself. I guess you yeah. could say. Yeah. So take us home, uh, Razi. Do we have time? I, I got I got a short question anyway. I will show. I mean, yeah, we can do what we want. So I don't know if y'all have heard, but the Undertaker is actually retiring. So shout out to the Undertaker, my favorite. Uh, of all time. And so with that, I wanted to ask you guys, we probably don't watch wrestling as much anymore. We got homies that do. We got a lot of friends that still watch wrestling. Um, my wrestling. kids kind of wrestling. wrestling. My wrestling. kids kind of enjoy it. They go in and out sometimes. And so they, they, uh, I'm sure once Ollie gets about seven or eight, he's probably going to get into it, especially once it comes back and, you know, they come to the city and I'll take them to a Monday night raw, something like that. So 
I want your top three wrestlers of all time. So not necessarily your Rushmore, but your top three wrestlers, your favorites. Not They don't necessarily have to be the ones that changed wrestling or anything like that. Just what's your top three wrestlers? I'll, I'll start. My all-time favorite is Brett the Hitman Hart. Don't know why. I just I just rock with Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, Execution. Yes. Crazy enough, Mr. Perfect. I don't know why. Once again. Oh, you know why. why. You know why. (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious? You don't know why. (laughs) I I, I resemble that remark. And I guess my I guess my third would be Chris Benoit. Like, that was my dude. Just a small dude that was just... Uh, <laughs> you mean Benoit or Jericho? No, Chris Benoit. <laughs> I just, I just like that that cross face crippler, dog. That just okay. so just the wrestler, just the wrestler, just, Chris Benoit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and it's not a it's not a laughing matter what he did. It's just that we're laughing at you know. Yeah. Tell, tell tell the listeners why we're laughing. Like like well, well, for him to pick what like considering what Chris. Yeah, Chris Benoit, let me get my serious voice on. Chris Benoit murdered his family and then killed himself. Yeah. And I, so when pick him, it's kind of like, ah. During, during his heyday, like, that's who I wanted to see wrestle. Like, because he was part of the Four Horsemen, small guy. Like, he just held his own, you know, like, they're off the field, off the field, out of the ring. Uh, shenanigans or whatever the case may be. I really stopped keeping up with that. I, I did remember that. And that's kind of why I just like wrote them off. But like when you just ask the questions, like those are my people, those are my go-to people. Yeah. You know, followed by the British Bulldog, just for whatever reason, when he was a British Bulldog. So. Uh, for me. Come on. Uh, for me and Rosie got one of the same ones, the Undertaker. Um, I, I, I ha- like I could pick six. But I, I feel like if, I'm, if if you're holding me to three, I got to pick Triple H because when I, I worked at Sam's Club... I, I thought that was going to be your number one. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was going to be I, your number one. For those of you who don't know, I used to like gather the carts outside the Sam's Club and like me and my coworkers, we would be stupid. I would literally walk up like on a Saturday morning when it's packed and like hundreds of customers are walking in. I would stand on top of the carts, drink some Gatorade, and spit it out like Triple H. <laughs> I did that. So that so Undertaker, Triple H, and this guy. <laughs> he was up there too. Hey, that's sweet chin, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't like him at first, but he grew on me, man. So, but I could, I could say Stone Cold, I could say The Rock, because they were great. But those are my three. Like Shawn Michaels was in the best WrestleMania, because like after WrestleMania 14, I kind of started falling off. But Shawn Michaels fought Stone Cold with Mike Tyson being the guest referee, and that's like my favorite WrestleMania of all time, dog. So Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and The Undertaker. Who I was that that Shawn Michaels beat that he like cried when he gave them the sweet sweet chin music? I was that Bret Hart? 
I think so. No, no, Brad Hart screwed over. <laughs> Remember, he was doing like a, 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 a ankle lock move, and Vince McMahon came and told him to ring the bell. So it wasn't no heartwarming moment right there. Brad Hart got screwed over. Who was oh. it? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go look for it now. Um, Some the uh, sharpshooter. Nah, it wasn't even the sharpshooter. It was just like a regular ass move. But um, yeah, those are my three. Who you got, Rosie? Yeah, so I already said the Undertaker. I mean, but you say you like motorcycle riding Undertaker? No, no, no. I like the the I like the dead original Undertaker. dead Undertaker, yeah. the dead yeah. man. Okay, Which time right. he died? Like, Paul that was... Bear raising the urn. <laughs> you know hey, I mean? side yeah. note, like when I when I realized Paul Bear's name was Paul Bear, like it hit me out the blue. It was just kind of like just like <laughs> like it was an epiphany. <laughs> Oh, it was an epiphany. Just you I, know, I, I still remember his first match. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Like wrestling fanatics, but I believe his first match was against Tugboat, and me and my cousin Chris watched it, and it was like, "Whoa, he can't feel no pain, dog. Can't nobody beat him." Oh snap! And I just I was afraid. You thought he was dying in the ring. you thought he was like knocked out. And then he just like stood up or like yeah. sat up without like his legs moving, bro. You're like, what? <laughs> that's crazy. That's, core. that's that's hella core work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so of course, Undertaker. You you said Shawn Michaels. I, I was gonna go with him. That 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 sweet chin music, man. It's like something about that. I I like Shawn Michaels all the way back when he was with the Rockers, man. So like that's how far back I go back with him. I rock with him so hard. And my third, I know y'all thought I'm going to say X-Pac, but I'm not going to say X-Pac. That was my homeboy. I love to meet some X-Pac just because like you talked about Chris Benoit, he was a small guy with, you know, DX and, and, and everything. But my third really has to be Stone Cold Steve Austin because it, it, it was a toss up between him and The Rock. But Stone Cold, man, it, it's like. He just had that attitude and he went at it and it, it, it was exciting to watch. Like the rock was entertaining, but it wasn't his, his matches weren't as exciting as stone cold. Like when he did that stone cold stunner and he jumped up and he like flipped them off and like ran around, bruh, you just get so, you know, so hype after it. So yeah, that, that that's my top three, man. I love them. Yeah. And I had to think about it. Some best fit, like, okay, let's kind of side note, best finishing move that, that, uh, yeah, that definitely was a. Well, I know the most used finishing move was the DDT by Jake the Snake Rock. Oh yeah, like, everybody in the hood. I'm I about still DDT. DDT about the DDT. I... <laughs> <laughs> what does DDT even stand for? Does I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We need to figure that out. I, that DDT, the uh, the diamond cutter, like that was. Bro, how many times did we just walk around trying to just diamond cut people? Listen, to was me that? Tonight that we had a full-fledged wrestling match in the 11th grade. And we came to school the next day so sore. So, <laughs> like, we we had to get our girlfriends and stuff, like, to massage us in class. Like, we was legit in pain, bro. So who were you that day, right? I mean, Buff? I, I want to say I was Ken Shamrock because I think I uh, put the ankle lock submission on somebody. But I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure, man. Razi, who are you? I think I was Bret Hart that day. Nope, you were not. Definitely not Bret Hart. I no. don't know that. Who was? That I was Bret Hart. I think you were X. Because I know Stickman was. I probably was. No, Stick was X. No, Stick was Undertaker because that was his favorite guy. Like, eh. 
the funniest day, the person of all, Lorenzo, with that Hulk Hogan lazy <laughs> leg drop. <laughs> and Sherman trying to rack people. Put people on our ranks. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should do that way wrong. I could have picked Kevin Nash, too, by the way, but it was mostly his mic skills versus his, like, actual wrestling matches. Like, he just was funny on the mic. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to like, start wrestling, wrestling again. Start watching it again. Because these new wrestlers, man, it, 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 it's it's not as entertaining. They are not as just, they, they don't pull you in like those old wrestlers do. And I don't believe for one second that Undertaker is retiring. He's supposed to retire in 2017 when he lost to Brock Lesnar. His first WrestleMania loss, and he actually still wrestling. So I don't even believe it. We'll see. We'll see. Well, fellas, that was a great show. Um, what do you have to leave the people with? So <clears throat> a few things, actually, man. One, uh, I want to give a shout-out to my missus, who's – She's been kind of anal with this whole coronavirus thing, but she's been on it. Like, she's literally like in the morning on BJ's or a Walmart website getting wipes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trying to get Lysol spray, sanitizer, whatever she could find. Like, we have so many boxes in our dining room and living room with, with stuff like that. So, I just want to give a shout out to her. And also, you know, we talk about the fact that we're under this pandemic and stuff. And studies have shown that people have developed drinking problems because they're at home all day. Some of them probably lost jobs or whatever like that. And, you know, we love to get our sip on. We mentioned guidance uh, whiskey earlier. But please, man, if you have a loved one and you start noticing some signs, don't be afraid to talk to them. Don't be afraid to try and get them some help or that kind of thing. Like, you know, just just look out for one another because we still have to remember there's some stressful times going on right now. And a lot of people are turning to like a lot of businesses have, have suffered. Alcohol ain't one of them. Like they're doing very well. And now you can like get it delivered in some areas. So I just want to tell people to, to look out for those signs, man, and just be safe and, and watch out for your loved ones. Yeah. For me, uh, I just want some prayers because on, we're recording on Wednesday. On Friday, they're going to announce Alabama's return to school policy <laughs> when we'll know whether we're going back to school or if they're going to be homeschooling in uh, 2020, 2021. So let's just everybody circle up, pray that uh, we can send these kids back to school. And you, you, feel, you feel comfortable with that, though? Like I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> but you just want I, the option. I just want the option. I want to be able to say, okay, all right, y'all going to school. But with that, the other thing is, listeners, COVID didn't go anywhere. I want everybody to know that all of these ideas about reopening and everything, Florida just hit their record uh, high number of new cases. Texas, I think, did. D.C. did. The, the New York did. So stay at home. Even if these cities and states are saying, yes, it's safe to open back up and it's safe to go chill out. The problem is that the the coronavirus didn't just go away we're the only developed nation that is still on a rise of new cases so when you have new zealand who has pretty much eradicated they haven't had a new case in almost three weeks and then we are hitting record highs for our new case counts uh and then you have the president saying he literally tried to slow down testing uh so that it wouldn't make him look as bad you know we don't have the support that we really need from the top 
on this thing. So it's got to be grassroots. So stay home if you can. S- keep social distancing. Uh, I talked about we went to Mobile for uh, Father's Day and my kids are mad with me because we're quarantining for 14 days. They can't go see, you know, their grandma here uh, for those 14 days because I'm like, no, you're not going to cross contaminate and expose them if we did get exposed. So be be aware and be smart when you're uh, when you're going out, when you're uh, doing interactions. So that's all I got. All right, man. Thank you for that uh, PSA, man. We definitely need to hear that. A lot of people think COVID had a summer vacation or whatever the case may be, and it's is here and we got to pay attention to the signs. So I'm going to take a break for a sec and uh, do a special, I guess I'm going to start with this. I want to take a, a moment to just tell you guys to be thankful and keep people in your prayers and just find out what's going on with people. I want to send a special uh, prayer out to my cousin, Melvin, and his young lady, uh, Pearl Estrada, two of our listeners. They have twin boys, Brandon and Bryce, and, and Bryce is going through another surgery as we speak. Um, this young man's been through a lot. And just be thankful for your health and strength and the things that you just that we take for granted. And so I just really pray for the successful surgeries and this young man and his family have been through a lot. So uh, just keep people in your prayers and find out what's going through going on with people, because it's a lot to go through during this time period. And then I'm going to try to end this on a good note. I want to say congratulations to one of our listeners, my line brother uh, and his wife, uh, Edmund Eugene Lee, the fourth. And his wife, Stephanie Lee, they are bringing in their first child, Edmund Eugene Lee, the fifth. They call him Cinco. He was born today. So I always think it's cool just to see that name carry on. And so congratulations to them. So as much uh, stress and turmoil as we hear from others is always good to hear good news, like you guys were saying. And to continue with good news, one of our uh, favorite listeners, Ani. Barack Obama, uh, uh, Barack Obama, Hussein the third, uh, was just nominated for what the state delegate position. What is it, Riza? You know, for the Green Party. Yeah. So I want to congratulate her for making the ballot. You know, that's a big thing. And uh, we also all often talk about the two party system. Always remember there's a third party, especially in local elections and stuff like that. And just remember that there's a third option and the Green Party can be and usually is the party of the people. So anything you guys want to add to that? No, no. I think that. Well, I guess, yes. <laughs> the um, Like you said, the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, there's a, a bunch of other parties out there that are viable, especially on a smaller local level, those types of things. So watch out for those candidates and really kind of look at their platforms, look at their policies and vote for the person that you really think aligns with you and your policies. And so, cause that's the only thing we talk about the two party system, but uh, you know, at one point the Whig party led the nation. Now, like that was the the party to be in and they, and they eventually died. So, you know, we can break the two party system, especially on a local level. If, you know, you get a good candidate and, and people start talking about the platforms instead of just the parties. I, I just want to congratulate her for making the ballot. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I think I believe I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, she was the first female guest we had on the show. And I just appreciate you, Ani. You always challenge us like we're in a uh, constant group chat 
And she constantly she constantly uh, challenges us to, uh, you know, not think like typical males and look outside the box and, you know, be considerate of, you know, I guess you could say other people that aren't well represented. You know what I mean? So she constantly challenges us. And I thank her for that because I feel like she makes us better. And uh, thank you for listening. And congratulations on making that ballot. Uh, let us know what we can do to help you. And we definitely will do our best to try and help you. Exactly, Byron. Let us know what we can do. And hopefully we'll keep announcing your success and do anything we can to help support. So, Ani, uh, congratulations once again. This is Three Brothers No Sense, Six Rules of Podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. See you next week.